0: Okay, ready? Set. Okay. Go. Baby, you. Don't need you got team. what nope, I need. Nope. No, do it. Dalton do did Saturday SESWAT. He was moving that 245
1: thruster. Boy, becoming scary. I mean, Ooh, who said that? JP did. I don't know. All I got to say, I mean, like, you looked like you were struggling with the 245. So, I mean, I'm not really That, that was scary. my last set. You, you showed me the very first one.
0: No, that was, I have two videos. That was my last set, bitch. Oh, I, did a, I did it on Broken. Hey, why don't you rearrange your freaking emotions? I, I, I on, should fight. I did
1: it on Broken. We should
0: fight? <laughs> Whoa. We,
1: we need a referee. Like a good neighbor, Bob Bagnall is there. What's up, bitches? <laughs> oh!
0: <laughs> <laughs> Fucking roll that intro, bitch.
1: I'm Drum. I'm
0: drummer. Oh
1: my god. Hey, how much do you love our intro? Dude, it's fantastic. It's, Who it's, made it? Did you make it? No, you
2: made it?
3: We didn't make it. We bought I it. made it we, personally we, we, on my own laptop. We
1: bought the music and then we put like David edited the the laughter in the Dude, that's fantastic. Drama. I'm glad you,
0: know, you like for it. For a
2: while, like I was thinking you guys actually like laughed every fucking time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we do laugh a lot, but no, we not do. not every time.
1: But one thing we do do every time is welcome back everybody. And uh, this is week 42.
0: Week 42, guys. Now, let's get this fucking math right this time because I know I messed up last week, but I'm going to fucking get it down. Okay? We're at 10 plus 15. That's 25. Boom. Right there. Times. All right. Times 1. That's 25. (laughs) (laughs) Plus 10. 35. Oh, where am I going, Dalton? You may ask that, but I'm going to tell you. We're going straight to fucking 42. one. 41 episodes. So we're at 35 plus 5, 40 plus 2, 4. Where am I at? Oh,
1: You started at 40 and you were adding 2, big guy. You can 42
0: bring- minus 3 plus 1. 41. Where, am I, where am I with my math? Bring it
1: home, big guy. Just
0: say what week it is. 40. We're at. Oh. That last episode was 41? Yes. No, last episode was 40. Last episode was 41, big guy. Oh, shit. Okay. Plus one. 42, guys. We're yeah. at freaking episode 42. Thank you so much for listening. And as
1: always, we're your hosts. I'm Drum. And I'm Drummer. And we are having a new and g- g- a new segment called Celeb Shot. Bob Bagnell. What's going on? <laughs> oh, Bob <laughs> Bagnall and gentlemen. <laughs> In the house. Last week, you heard us talk about him. Some say he's a legend, some say he's a myth, but I say he's my cousin, Dominic, who decided to give his niece and nephew some childhood trauma, Bob Bagno. <laughs> Bob Bagno, <laughs> how what are you doing, baby?
2: On. I am great. It's been fantastic coming on the podcast as a guest. Oh Dude, my pretty spoiled by you guys. Thank At you for letting me over. What? Of you,
1: have you been a, a listener since week one? Week one. Yeah? yeah.
2: Yes. So I drive from Vegas to uh, Southern California for work every so on and so often, and I heard you guys had a podcast after seeing one of you guys' stories, and- I've been
1: hooked every yeah. week. So, Bob Bagnell, he's known me and Dalton.
0: We're going to ask him a few questions here.
1: Literally, since we were born. Since we were did born. Did you know your mother is the reason that my mom took her prenatal pills? I did not know that. <laughs> Holy yeah. shit. I can see that. I can fucking see that. <laughs> my, Because uh, when when uh, our, our cousin Lexi, she just had her, her newborn, shouty-totty Brooks, cute little baby. My mom was like, oh, I hope she's taking her prenatal pills. And my dad was like, yeah, you're lucky that Aunt Lori was around. And I guess your mom was just on my mom's case about taking her prenatal pills.
2: My mom is totally fucking worrying about everything, so I could totally see that, too. <laughs> so, but make sure she's taking... Well, and too, kind of too of for this, but the gummies are way better than the fucking like hard pills. Don't ask me how I know, but I've done research, so. All right. Hello. Yeah, I love gummies <laughs> in general. You heard so. it here
1: first. Gummies over regular pills. Yes. Can
0: we... Can like... Can dudes take prenatal pills? Because...
1: <laughs> What? Well, I'm just I'm just saying
0: because I like gummies and if it's good for you, Bro, I would take it
1: you could buy gummies and like vitamin but C prenatal gummies day. Like, I'm
0: asking like is why it good, do you want good specifically for guys can you can David, can you look that up <laughs>
1: <laughs> I feel like Don's trying so hard to be like a professional podcast like I uh,
0: look Joe Joe Rogan does it We have to do it hey
3: uh hey David, could you uh pull that video for us real quick? Men should absolutely take a prenatal. what the fuck really? Prenatals are what women take during pregnancy. For men, a preconception prenatal vitamin would be more appropriate.
2: Because I know like there's like
3: it helps man's sperm health turn to support a healthy pregnancy.
0: Oh, so it makes you more f- fr- fruital.
3: Fertile. <laughs> fruital. What the
1: fuck? Hey, it's all the gummies. <laughs>
0: Oh man, that's funny. Not shocked at all those white claws. But uh,
2: is it the si- I, dude? I'm already fucking feeling
4: it, dude. I'm feeling <laughs> it. <laughs>
3: you have a life outside of these two. Oh yeah, that would be pretty. I think would be pretty interesting to hear. Cool. Is it- You've been in the army. You're married, which is all these things that these two have never done. Do you guys have questions about that?
1: Yeah, Dom. What? Yeah, how the fuck does Naya put up with you? Yeah, right. Dude?
3: <laughs>
2: fuck,
0: you're not so goddamn lucky.
1: Hey, th- okay, Naya
0: on. is on. So, the best woman. Oh, she's so great. She's she great, amazing.
3: How old are you, Dom?
2: Twenty? Uh, no, I just turned twenty-seven.
3: Twenty-seven. So you're not that much older than us. No, and you're married. I it's, am. And I'm
0: twenty-three. Okay, <laughs> 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 that's awesome, ages? dude. No, you want
3: no
2: fucking you rock you, dude. But <laughs> hell yeah.
3: I don't know. I feel like for these two, like that's such still kind of like a future. No, vision.
2: absolutely, absolutely. And um, so
3: you got married what two years ago last yeah, year? Twenty five. Um,
2: I know it's super young, right?
3: Technically, that's like when our our parents got married.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But and nowadays, like that, the average age for marriage is actually going way up. People is it don't, really? Yeah, it is. And not many people nowadays, especially like our generation, millennial generation, whatever you want to call it, people are choosing not to get married. People are choosing actively choosing not to get married, actively yeah. choosing not to have kids. Yeah. And that, and for a while, I didn't want to have kids. Yeah. Um, I, do, I
1: do remember, you, because even when you were younger, you had told me that. Yeah, so,
2: like, it's always been a thought in my mind, but as I got older, like, I couldn't envision a life without Naya, so I was like, you know what, like, I want kids, too. You know, like, I want yeah. a family. I want, like, with Naya, I want a family with. She's just that amazing of a person. She's like, an amazing she's person. She's
4: awesome.
1: Yeah. I fucking love her. Yeah. Um, she's the
2: shit. But, like, bringing it back to, like, the age of marriages and stuff like that, especially with military, the age of marriage is so young. So young with Why the military. Why that? um one thing is like it's super fucking shallow basically like you get to have somebody with you you get in station at a base where you don't know anybody Mm. you go home or go to your dorm room or your barracks by yourself for the longest time you meet somebody at your station place or around the station place or you just find somebody you link up with them you marry them And what the military does, they give you BAH, which is like housing payment. So you give you an extra, like for Vegas, they gave you, gave me an extra like $1,200 a month. Really? Just for housing? Just for housing. That's not including an extra supplemental pay for like food too. So like people get younger and they marry young so they can live on their own, have their own money. They got a fuck ton more money. A lot of people buddy up and they live in the same house and whatnot, but they also provide awesome health insurance for their spouses too like naya's medication like everything was free my medication everything was free really wow. yeah wow
3: damn that's such a technical answer though i would think like oh you get married because they're like you're getting stationed you no of to course war, that fear too. Of death you want someone there like as like a hope not nah, it's about insurance rates it's about extra housing hey, payment that's dude a bro, that's some money
0: problem. though like that's they hook you up. Don't even get me started in on this In my unit, right now. two airmen, which is like younger <laughs> than guys, right?
2: Like two younger airmen, like two dudes got married and they had to prove their relationship to like our command, like chain of command and stuff like that to the
1: oh, Air Force. Is I, how hot. do you, is it, is it like, all right, bring her in here. No, Kiss bring her.
2: him in here. <laughs> bring him Show in here. Show me you love her. Kiss him. I don't know how it went down, but at the end of the day, like they got found out as frauds and they got... Court martialed and got fined. Got really? Sent back to the, yeah, That's they got de- They got oh, shit. Like, they took off their stripes and stuff like I that.
0: they, like, watched you and i just, like, argue about something. And <laughs> they're, they're like, like oh, oh no, yeah, they're, yeah, yeah, they're, 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 good. They're, they're good. They're good. They're <laughs> good. <laughs> it's like,
1: Dominic, take your Crocs off. <laughs> <laughs> Dominic,
0: take your Megaply Crocs off.
1: No, people say the Pledge of Allegiance, man. It's fucking amazing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Yo, I
2: fucking love these Crocs. She actually got them for me. Did she? Yeah.
0: I'm sure she regrets it now. Go, Because
2: oh, she, she, she looked at does. you and
0: she goes, those fucking Crocs.
2: Yo, yeah. Every day. Every time I wear them.
3: <laughs> In keeping with the tone of the podcast, obviously you're happily married. You and Naya, everything's good. You were married. Army. We can't express like how that. cool
0: Naya is. I love her.
3: No, no, no. But the question I have is we all hear the stories of like how intense it gets whenever a spouse cheats on their army. Oh, uh, of course.
0: Oh, bro. I... Is there, the, see that the one partner on who's in the
3: army that that chick, are you talking about the girl
0: yeah that girl that's always posted like he was she was dating this guy in the army and then one of her one of his buddies was like hey this is your girlfriend dude and she was on pornhub just doing um i know what you're talking some, about
3: well the thing with <sighs> the big thing was that she's wearing the same outfit yes,
0: yeah she saw him that day <laughs> she saw him that day and went and did a porn shoot
2: yeah i remember that. that's crazy right No, it definitely is a thing for some couples. Like, like I know a guy or two in my unit had that happen to him, and it's totally messed up. Like, there's actually one couple that I know, I'm not going to say their names, but, like, they were perfectly fine throughout the whole deployment. Like, deployments for Air Force are kind of short just because they don't want to burn the pilots out. I worked on helicopters, so our... Blackhawks. Yeah, Blackhawks. We worked on... They're kind of their schedules, kind of support them, and when they go back home, we go back home. But when we got back home, after four months... The guy just came back and like, hey, I won't, I won't be with you anymore. She really? picked him up from the airport Wow! <laughs> after he got deployed. That sucks. That's and crazy. And he, like, broke it off with her. And I'm like, dude. And he already knew. He was- she waited but for you to that's, come back.
0: That's four months of thinking. Like, yeah, that's true. You know what I mean? Like, there's something that happens to people where it's like, if they have enough time alone, they start to think about everything and it's, it's not a bad thing like it's totally beautiful to think about everything you have in your life and what you appreciate and what you don't but then you like dig in your head and if you have that much time to just think about things like including being up in the air like you know your shit you're not thinking about your shit anymore you're just flying in the air and like you're just chilling so what else are you gonna think about you know and that, yeah, that's like that was bothering him in the first place bro like yeah. you just think forever that has to be like a mind fuck
4: yeah, sure. when work
2: was slow and stuff, like work was slow. Like yeah, there's training operations like every day, mm-hmm. but like there was like hours where all the birds were fixed, we're good to go, everything's okay for the next training sortie the next day, or in case something goes wrong, what would you do
0: if you were just like on base? Like what was the thing to do? I
2: worked from midnight to twelve to noon every day, so um, and no days off for the four months and stuff like that. It was pretty great. Um, and not great, by the way. But um, <laughs> During the time where everything else, on, like the base amenities were closed and stuff like that, yeah. we would work out. We would uh, watch movies. I brought my Nintendo Switch. I played a lot of Monster Hunter, dude. Yeah. I played so much Monster Hunter. Yeah. So it's like not a lot of games of story right now. I'm just like more pick up and play with my buddies and then we'll go. Like Fall Guys right now. It's such a kid Bro, game. Bro, I, I love, love that Fall game. Guys
1: so bad. I want to play it. I want to play it. Dalton, Dalton just got this uh, Samurai, Samurai Jack. Jack game, which is yeah. actually... As, uh, the first time I ever watched Samurai Jack was with Tino at your
0: house.
2: Yo, Samurai Jack is the shit. Yep. Samurai guys, Jack is
0: about it. the best. I love that show. And it's like one of the shows that I'll watch and the concept of it is like so quiet. Like every episode is quiet as shit. Yeah. And it like brings that suspense. But also when the characters like get involved and everything, you just you truly feel like you're a part of the story. Yeah, like that's a story with gravity, you know? Yes. Like so much gravity to it. So much to it. And it just, it's so different than any other Cartoon Network show. Like, Last
3: question. You are the younger brother. Yes. You've listened to every episode of this podcast. Yes. How does you and Tino's relationship compare against these two?
2: Oh. (sighs) I would say, honestly, kind of similar.
0: I can see that. Yeah. yeah. Um.
2: Like, I never picked up a bass guitar or a guitar until Tino told me to. Yep. I'm like, Tino, like, Tino, like I, I kind of want to learn music. Like, what have you been doing? He's like, here, pick up the, take this bass guitar. <laughs>
3: okay. <laughs> hey, he that's, was such t- a, that's such a younger sibling yep. instrument. Yeah. The older yep. one it gets is. the guitar and but, the younger one gets the bass. But, so, like,
2: now, like, I play guitar, like, it was my main instrument. And, but the thing is, by playing a band, I'd much rather play bass because it's just so fun.
0: It is fun so, to play so bass and, it,
1: in a band. I'm glad you brought that up because. Uh, what, one band, one, what was one, our band name? One of the, What was the name? I don't think we had one. I don't think name. we had one. Uh, one of the topics that is on here that I actually wanted to, I'm curious about, is it says Generate, generational music that I grew up with and access to the music. So parents only had access to radios, albums, and concerts versus YouTube and Spotify. However, I think that this is very fitting because Dominic is literally the most musically inclined family member that we have. Yeah, Dom was the one that played multiple instruments, has played more shows than all All of our other family members combined. Has been in multiple bands, has the most experience. But I do feel that Dom also a lot of like, what was your inspiration for a lot of the music that you wrote and the music that like, like what music did you grow up with? At the end of the day,
0: like we've, all written music each one of us right but like what was your specific inspiration between like you
2: um as far as like if i can pinpoint it to some bands that i wrote my music off of it'd probably be like like semi-modern pop punk like punk songs some metal and stuff like that some 41 was one of my you listen to metalcore a lot. Yes. You and Tino yeah.
0: both were in. You and Tino would like loved Shrek. You guys loved metalcore. Yeah. Like, insane.
2: I actually started loving thrash metal like five years ago or something. <sighs> it's great. And like, I was like, why have I been sleeping on thrash? But yeah. but like, Did, uh, did you pinpoint. ever hear
1: of the band called The Crimson? Yes. You have? The Crimson? Yes. Wow. That's huge. So his cousin is actually one of the guitar players in that band.
3: Yeah. Oh, shit. Did you hear him because they went on tour in like North California? Yeah, or yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. He
1: he like he also had just had surgery and wasn't allowed to like actually snuck go play. Out, yeah. Yeah. He snuck out to he go play a, lot a show. Of trouble. Yeah. A lot oh of trouble. my god, that's badass.
3: <laughs> but I didn't know that they made it that big. I, I mean, I guess they went on tour, so they did. But yeah. yeah, dude, that's so cool. I still have their CDs in my car right Hell now. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. We have a bunch of friends that have been in uh, pop punk bands for sure. Yeah. The, I remember, like, it was always fun to come. I think it was like Saturday. It was. Monday mornings, Wednesday mornings, and like Thursday mornings, at like nine a.m. and I would wake up, and Caleb would still be sleeping because he was spending the night the whole summer. But we, I'd wake up, and we have band practice for three hours with Rudy. With Rudy, oh yeah, I love right. Rudy. Yeah, yeah. yo, yeah. Rudy
2: was he's his drummer, he right? Was a great he drummer. Was he was good. a fantastic drummer. I could dr- I could jam with that motherfucker for hours with yeah. just my bass, and like it was just so fun, dude.
3: So how many instruments can you play?
2: Um. I can semi-play the drums, I can play bass, guitar, and I can sing, and I can semi-play piano. So not a lot.
0: No, that's a good amount, bro. Like no doubt. More, than the, more, of more than, than the rest That's of
3: more than the, the rest of that, That's, the rest that's of all us. that matters here. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. What, what made you want to do all that? Honestly, it was just fun.
2: Like, when I jammed by myself, I mainly preferred to, like, play guitar by myself. I have my whole pedal board set up, and, like, whenever I play and jam it's usually my own stuff. I really don't do covers because like when I jam and play guitar and stuff, it's like, I may play my own shit over and over again, but that's kind of how like I vented, you know, Yeah, yeah. It's like that's how for you guys, like how you work out. Like for me, I play guitar and I yeah. fucking just played it. I play whatever I felt like and Maybe I just jammed something and I just kept on growing from there. Or do I just made something completely new, set up the loose station and then just jam off that and solo off of that? And it was my, like my time, you know, like mm-hmm. I set up in the garage. I play for like four to five hours and it was an exceptionally long time. I, I remember like being in the summer. I was at my house in Monrovia and uh, I would play for hours and like almost like 1, 2 a.m. in the morning. And I was just still jamming. I had a rough day that day. It was before the military, so I was like, "Fuck!" I feel like I'm not going anywhere, kind of deal. Mm-hmm. Between bands, like I was a hired gun as a bassist too. So like when between bands and stuff like that, I was just, you know what? I had a bad day. I'm gonna go jam, and I would jam for a while. So I would feel it, get into it. I didn't like when people like listen to me. I didn't like when people watch me. This, that, and the other. It's super weird. It was, it was, it was your cool. time. Yeah, but the thing is, like, I also loved playing shows. So like, it's like, oh yeah, I'll get into it, have the stage presence and shit. Mm-hmm. You know. Get paid after it. It was shitty pay, but you know it was fun. You know, so I got
3: a story for you guys too about that. What did you say? I was gonna say, what was your best show and what was your worst show? <laughs> oh hell yeah, dude, let's do this. All right, so I, I win the worst if, show. If one of those stories was one of those types of shows, okay.
2: So the best show would probably be in Pomona. We played at uh, down the street from the Glass House and. Uh, like we're playing a mix of covers and my originals. Like I wrote for this band for I was with a while. I wrote a lot of the originals.
0: How did you write songs? What was your process?
2: Um, I looked at a, I looked at a lot of song structure, a little bit of music theory, and I kind of built songs off of that in the same interesting. key. Okay. yeah. So like there is some. It's not just like reading tabs. Is kind of like mentality where it's like super simple. I actually took like a music class at Citrus. Really? And I was like, whoa, like this is crazy. I didn't know people made songs this way. I also had music lessons for like a year or two years for Mm -hmm. a while. And I learned about how to actually structurally make songs. And I'm like, wow, they got this to a science? That kind of seems unorganic. So I'm like, well, I'll try it. And then I actually was like, oh, shit, this actually works, you know? Interesting because
0: I think Matthew's way was – Matthew made music and made songs in a very slow slow way and I made songs in a very fast like poetic way where I just write poetry and then I would make that song out of the poetry and I would you know build off of the specific piece right and David and I make songs very similarly where we just can vibe and make songs off of the music or just off of what we think and feel. How do you how, like do you? Although, make
3: some- no, I, I I agree. We make them similar, mm-hmm. which is why it works with Matt so well. Yes. Yes. Is because we make the base foundation and he gives it structure.
0: Yes. And like it's, it's so fun. It's like, it's one of the most amazing things is to just let yourself. Not really influencing off of anything else. You're just influencing yourself on your music. Like, where are you at as a person right now? And where are you going to write this? Right? Yeah. So there was, like, always, like, an amazing piece. Like, the first songs I ever wrote is one of Matthew's favorite songs. Because it just came from the heart. Like, it was, I spent days making this song. And I was, like, so focused on it. And I heard Matthew play this piece in his room. And I was, like, if I don't ask him now, I'm not going to ask him again. So I walked in his room and I was, like, hey, can I, like, sing with records and he was like yeah of course and so he did that and i was like oh my god like this is the first like pop punk acoustic song i've ever made in my life and it was that's a good feeling man it's one of the most like invigorating fucking funnest things i've ever done in my life and every day like i love it was it was a song that had so much emotion so much passion in it and it just gave me this sense of freedom that I've never felt before. Like, it's just, I based a lot of my music and a lot of my like songs off of Ronnie Radke because he was one of my biggest inspirations growing up. So, he's a badass dude. Yeah, dude. He makes great music. And so, when I heard him make music, that's when I was like, you know what? I want to make music. Like, he was in jail making this whole album and it's one of the best albums he's ever came out with. Right. So I was like, I have to do that. Like I I not go to jail, but make music, you know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) And so, so that's what I did. And and until this day, like I, I enjoy writing poetry. I enjoy like having that pop punk feel, right? Like me and Davis will do it every once in a while. We just like write songs or we sing together. We play the stuff together and it's like, we don't sound great. Like, but the thing is, it's like, it's not about like pop punk. Isn't about sounding great. Pop punk is about, letting yourself just have your emotion feeling it and just shouting that shit out having because fun because who gives know? a fuck what anybody else thinks yeah enjoy your shit but the thing is like like i didn't learn music theory i didn't learn that stuff so it's interesting how like i still learned like similar to stuff that you did but through like an artist instead of through school mm-hmm. which is crazy
2: yeah and uh, like it was super cool actually learning like I've always had a calling for, like, making my own music and stuff like that. I made cool riffs and licks here and that and the other, but I was never able to chain them together and put them together. Hmm. But once I actually learned, like, the science behind it, I'm like, there's no way these numbers and fucking, like, theories and sciences work. And then when I did it, and started putting, like, matching the keys, changing, like, the riffs and licks to match each other, and, like, the time signatures to match, too. And I'm like, wow, we got a song here. You yeah. Know, like that free feeling you yes. had. Like yes. that's what made me want to jam on my own stuff. Yeah. You know? But yeah. bringing it back to like the best show I had, I was with my band at the time. And, what uh, guys' name?
0: Ivory Revolt. Ivory Revolt. Yeah. <laughs> Ivory Revolt.
3: Do you have CDs of every band? Any recordings you made from all those bands?
2: The only CD that I have a recording from, like, a lot of the Hired Gun stuff, like, it was just, like, bands that were trying to make it. They didn't have anything, anything established. So. Gotcha. I, like, they sent me their stuff over, like, email. I learned their shit. We played a show. Gotcha. Nah, that was the end of that relationship. Really? So, it was kind of weird, you know? But yeah. it's like, hey, it works for me, you know? I play bass. I make money from playing music, you know? It's so cool, you know?
3: So, Ivory Revolt was one of your bands or yes, a Hired Gun band? that
2: was... Like my love child that was my band you know nice. that was your um, baby yeah got in it. a way because like that was the one band i got my originals out on paper for and like we played to people with it That's like cool. we didn't have the best turnouts because we're fucking new like fuck it we were just there to play we had a great show had a great time and the, the best moment from that show like i was singing and playing guitar this, that, and sat in the other we were at like a heavy moment of the song and then people were moshing to my song that yeah. I wrote, That's yeah. I was like, "Oh my god, this is fucking amazing!" Go put you know? this shit
0: out of each other now. <laughs> like
2: people are sharing in the joy that I made to yeah. make this song, and That's like this cool. is exactly people are feeling what I felt when I me- made this song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's amazing. But what's even better than that story? is my worst story <laughs> i was a hired gun as a basis for this one band it was an older dude he had like his genre it was pop eclectic pop or something like that something a little super obscure we went to hollywood to play at the roxy the band before us had a full house it was a packed fucking house right so like it was like oh shit we're gonna play for all these people like hell yeah this is like this what this is like my eighth or ninth show with this band and uh we do a little sound check we're good to go the curtains are down and we're like sweet all right cool Let's see all these people with the player music. All right. We got an hour set. We got a lot of songs. Okay, cool. Let's do this. Curtains raise. Only four people. No. In the whole hey, venue. I know that feeling. That
3: does sound familiar. It sounds very familiar. Go on.
2: Dude, my stomach dropped. I felt so bad for the for the,
0: like, so the, there was, the guy. So you're saying there was 200 people when you walked in. Yeah. But when you came out on stage, I'm no, they guessing were, after 12 o'clock. They were sound yeah.
3: checking behind a closed curtain. Yeah.
0: The so curtains wh- were down.
3: While those curtains were down, People were everybody
0: it. dipped,
2: dude. Oh. And the thing is, it was crazy. It was an amazing fire drill. Like I was impressed. At, like, but, like <laughs> 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 They coordinated this? Yeah. <laughs> but apparently, like we were moving our gear in. And apparently, the lead singer from the last band is like, hey, let's go over to this place. Drinks are on me. I didn't hear it. Our band didn't hear it. But we, I guess we couldn't hear that, along with the people shuffling outside. Yeah. Damn. Like, dude, like we still played our set. We cut it in half. Because yeah. it's like, dude, this is terrible. Sad. Only four people. And there were like four friends with the guitarist or something like that. Another yeah. hired gun. So I was like, holy shit. I felt so bad dude. for the guy who made these songs. He was hes another guitarist and singer. And I was just like, dude, that's terrible. Mm-hmm. I felt bad. Oh man, Like, this is not fun. I mean, I still got paid, but it's still not <laughs> fun. You know? So that was the worst time ever playing yeah. live.
0: Never are pop punk shows. So when I was in high school, when I was my senior year of high school, and probably like after a little bit after that, we, we would go to pop punk shows like every Friday for some reason. Like every Friday, like you guys would take me to a pop punk show, Matt and David. Yeah, And it was always to a band at the time. Now they're called Comgrove, but before they were called The Long Run. They're one of my favorite pop punk bands. They,
3: they are no, they're two different bands.
0: So I heard them play a bunch of times. We go to all their shows. This was, was
3: this was my cousin. Oh, okay. In the band. He's kind of like. You In the sense of he's always been in a band, yeah, and he just got signed. Oh, hell Shitty yeah, Taddy Comgrove! So, Tattie, Comgrove, Tattie, Comgrove. Um, did
0: they really just get signed? Yeah, yeah. that's amazing, that's dude. Awesome, dude. Yeah, good for them. So, we went to this one pop punk show, and it's interesting that you bring up there's only four people at your show at the Roxy. But where, where were we at again? So, we didn't see Comgrove, we saw Viera, we saw Vera, and their second album. It was great. Like, all their albums have been amazing. They know how to do pop punk right. And I enjoy every single song that they have. And David told me, he's like, hey, we're going to see Vera Here's their albums. Like, listen to it. So I listened to it religiously for a week, just fucking trying to take everything in so I could sing along with them. And right before, like, in, maybe the day before the show happens, Matt was talking about something. And Lexi, she was at a show, and she didn't know the words, but she wanted to look like she knew what she was singing. So she was say Watermelon. And watermelon. <laughs> <laughs> I I remember so that. i was i remembered that and we went to the show so actually before right before the show we were talking to the drummer from vera and she is a badass bitch she's like, awesome. she she's is so cool dope as shit right so we we're talking to her for like 15 20 minutes and then she went on stage and started fucking banging on the drums i still follow her on instagram she's crazy good
3: but it speaks to have you played at chain reaction I have not. Okay, and so she's they're from Florida, and she was like, "Oh my God! All we wanted to do on the West Coast is play Chain Reaction. Really? It's yeah. like this
1: like legendary place. Everywhere it's a legendary
3: else. local punk. Place, oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Like the gla- everywhere,
1: Glass House almost. Like everywhere almost everywhere except for California. Yeah, California. Chain Reaction. It's like it's like it's Disneyland. Like, oh, it's like one Everybody's of those like, little oh, venues. Oh, like Disneyland. Like oh yeah, like that's cool to go to. But like yeah. when you live here,
2: it's like." Whatever. Like, I always saw Chain Reaction as, like, a smaller venue and stuff like that. It but is it has like, the allure of it, like, the Glass House does yeah. a little bit. So, it's, like, the bands I was always playing with, they're aiming
0: high, but they shouldn't aim high, you know? Yeah. So, I was like, dude, what <laughs> the fuck are you doing? So, we were at the show, and they come out on stage, and they, they're fucking great. Like, they, they're they're a band that should be, like, appreciated because they are a really good pop song band. So good. So fucking good. And so, they start playing, and it's literally just me, David, and Matthew
3: there's a couple other people but we're the ones going crazy we're the ones
0: rocking out we're the ones doing a mosh between all three of us we're the ones that are singing every song granted i didn't know any of their songs except for one of them so i just kept saying watermelon the whole time (laughs) and the singer like the the guitarist would come up and he'd be like banging his head in front of me and i'd be banging my head with him and like, like there was no like bodyguards or anything so you could like grab him yeah so i was like we were holding on to each other. We we're singing the song together, and I'm pretty sure he knew I was saying watermelon. But I was just having so much fun, just oh, like just being free, man. That
1: is one of my favorite
0: shows I've ever been to. It's one of the best shows we've ever been to. It
1: was it was so it was just fun because like there was other people there that were excited to see them play, but they were also a part of the bands that had opened for them. And so when we walked in, like they ended up coming out, and like it was just fun. Like it was just like. It was just so pure in the sense that it was just, like, the three of us with two other strangers holding on to each other, like, singing, like, having fun, like, enjoying. Like, it, it's it's what pop punk was, like, meant to be. And yes. it's, like, it's like this true expression of yourself uh, and, heart, and man, your that's frustrations. Cool.
0: Like, I, like, I came out of that show feeling so fucking happy that I, like, one, we made something that was going to be nothing. Like, if they came out and they didn't see us doing what we were doing, who knows how the show would have been. But it was, like, that moment where I'm like, this is – like, honestly, this is what pop punk is meant to be. Like, it's just <laughs> – My
1: my favorite part of the show is at one point they gave Dalton the fucking mic to sing. Watermelon, oh, watermelon. <laughs> water <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Bro, he didn't know the words at all. And because and I remember, like, afterwards they had their merch table and, like, nobody was there already. So we went over to go talk to them. And they, like, gave us a hug. Like, yo, thanks for, like, rocking out like you did. Like, we really appreciate it. And I'm like, no, like, thank you. Like, to this day, like, anytime, like, summer comes around, that album is what I listen to. Yeah. They're, they're it, it's, it's so good. It's summertime. I don't know why, but that's what summer, like, yeah. hears, like, that's cool. to me, you know? But that was probably one of my favorite concerts just because, like, that's that was just the purest expression of, like, a musical outlet that I've ever actually experienced. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, like, I've written my fair share of songs and stuff like that, but, like that was truly, like, a moment where it was, like, I remember being there and being, like, no, there's nobody here. Like, that kind of sucks. But at the same time, the second they started playing, like, the music just took over. and Like, I just did not give a fuck. Yeah. Like, I didn't care who was watching, who, who judged or who thought, oh, these guys are playing I was going to knock David like, out
0: at some point. I was like, <laughs> I want to fight. I think fight. I did knock David out Dude. at some point.
1: Hey, did you get knocked out at some point? Twice. Twice. <laughs>
0: Hell, it was the best, man. It was just so much fun, like, they came out on stage, and they just started rocking out, and you could tell that they were like, they came out, and they didn't give a fuck. They were like, we're going to fucking have fun. That's
4: And cool. they gave off
0: that vibe. Like, we don't give a fuck if you guys are here or not. Like, we're going to fucking rock out, and we were like, oh, shit. Okay, we'll rock out together. Yeah. Like, I was totally down for it, and it's, it's I crave pop punk shows now when I think about it, because we were going to go see 4 Years Strong, like, literally three months ago or something, so it'll be exciting to go back to a pop punk show but man like i really like i know this covid stuff is really hurting everything but like that environment those people the the music it it changes you man it makes you like just feel free and happy pop punk is an amazing genre an amazing genre. It really helps you express yourself for yeah, sure. Yeah,
2: absolutely. I love that genre so much, man. Because yeah. it's like, like you said, like you feel free. You can like sing along. Like nobody gives a Nobody fuck. gives a shit yeah. how
0: bad your voice sounds. Like yeah. Like no one cares about your voice. You listen to Blink-182, they sound like shit. Yeah, they do. But they just like, go for it. You know what I mean? And that's the beauty of it.
3: So you're here on the day we have two of our segments, which are pretty popular segments. The first one being...
0: The Book Club. The first rule of book
1: club is... You don't talk about book club. Karate chop. Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> book club is where we talk about a book that we've been reading, or Dalton's been reading. The two of us have already been reading before. We're still doing the subtle art of how to not give a fuck.
4: Oh, yeah, Have you right. read this
3: book? No, I have not read it, but I heard you guys talk about it. Okay. And so to kind of tie in, I want to hear your take. So, you know, we only know the Army. I mean, they probably know more because they've heard your stories, but pretty much from, like, media representation. And boot camp there has a very big stigma. Break you
1: down and build you up.
3: Exactly.
2: That is what it is, honestly. So you want to know about Air Force boot camp? Sure. Easy as fuck. Really? Well, it... Compared to um compared to like army and marines ait like advanced infantry training and stuff like that the only time we, we fuck with like life-threatening shit is the tear gas chamber and the uh the live firing stuff which shit has gone wrong before but they, they have more they're the range safety officers there are amazing they'll make sure nothing goes wrong yeah. and the tear gas chambers they make sure like they have specialists in there to make sure if anybody everybody's gonna fucking fall out they'll take, be taken care of you know but like a lot of it is a lot of mind games a mindset as far as like boot camp goes you're going to have
3: to be humble really fucking quick. You're not allowed to feel special.
2: Oh, absolutely not. Like, throughout basic, I, I read, like, I read, like a, a crash boot camp basic guide and stuff to try to, like, get a head above and stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good God, that shit did not fucking work.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what was, like, your first moment where you're like, oh, shit, I'm in it?
2: So, drill instructor is called a training instructor, a TI, whatever. Whenever the TI, like, tells you to do something. I love his songs you say proceeding sir or proceeding ma'am and like i was going back and forth between two ti's and like just doing whatever they're doing to tell me and there's like what are you doing get the, get back here they can't curse
3: by the way anymore
2: really yeah, really yeah curse
3: yeah just from enough lawsuits or something like that
2: no so but, like a few months before i came to basic there was a lot of like uh, sexual ag- allegations towards uh, ti's like trainees were getting like um, like molested and like taken advantage of and stuff like that wow. pretty fucked really? up yeah wow. yeah so a lot of rules were put into place. You can't be by yourself. You always got to have a wingman or a battle buddy for army. Uh, you always need to have a wingman with you wherever you go. If you're talking to TI by yourself and you have a wingman with you in the room, at least, you know, even if yeah, you're out, I'm you get bitched out, you need a wingman.
0: Man. You're my battle buddy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So Do you goes out of a have wingman with your
1: you. Exit, buddy. <laughs> <laughs>
2: and uh, you can't be by yourself. They can't curse at you. They can't single you out for anything. And midway through my basic, they can't like punish the whole flight or like unit whatever. 60 guys, trainees with uh, physical like pushups, sit ups and stuff like that. What? I'm like, "Are I, you kidding on, hold, me?" Hold on, hold on, hold on. Are you kidding me? What did
1: your dad say when you told him all of this? Uh, I don't think I really went to detail with them. I want to tell him about it now, bro. I I feel like I feel like I feel like your dad and grandpa would just have a field day. Oh yeah, absolutely. That's what's wrong with this generation. (laughs) When I got there, they were asking me about basic how
2: it is and stuff. I was like, yeah, they can't do this, they can't do that. It's like, what the fuck. Like you guys are a bunch of little bitches. And it's like, yo, I didn't ask for this this, you know? Like my these unit are the, These are the rules I was given. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In my unit there was there's ninety percent uh, battlefield trainees, like Air Force trainees. So battlefield is like special op stuff, like they wanna try to be EOD, they wanna try to be PJs, so it's like rescue what, what are those? What are those? Uh EOD is you know bomb defusal diffusers, okay, okay. which are pretty high speed for the Air Force. Uhhuh. Um and just other high speed jobs in general, like combat controllers where they set up airfields in remote locations by themselves and stuff like that so they these guys are going to you know try and do like dangerous shit you know okay what are pjs Uh, pjs are pararescue men and they if seals are hurt if like like special forces are hurt pjs like go in and exfil them and like make sure they're okay and like provide like medical attention to them in the field or on the helicopter back or on the jet back so it's pretty cool okay so like a lot of high speed dudes a lot of alpha personalities in my unit of like trainees and stuff like that so you ever
0: have a moment where you were just gonna shit your pants yeah. And you're just like on, on the field and you're like, I don't know what where I'm gonna poop.
2: Deployed or boot camp?
0: Uh boat anything. I don't know. I just like the thing is I have a lot of like IBS and I have lactose problems. And I my worry would be like if I eat something, like where am I gonna poop?
3: See, I thought you meant like shit your pants because you're so scared. No, you just mean no, just, you ate didn't. a burning dog digestive issues. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Do you have did you ever have any of those scares? Um
2: Yeah, I did. What's um, the worst one? Well, deployed, like, all the bathrooms are porta-potties or, like, no. Cadillacs. Cadillacs are just, like, trailers that are bathrooms. Okay. And the thing is, like, you had to walk everywhere, and there's nothing, like, connected to your bedroom. There's nothing connected to your work site, so you had to walk, or in some of my cases, fucking run to the goddamn porta-potty <laughs> or the Cadillac <laughs> and fucking make it so you don't shit yourself. <laughs> We're talking, like, three, 400 yards sometimes. It's Whoa. like, Yeah. Yeah, we fucking had to go, dude. Like, <laughs> and it like it's like I don't need a shit right now. But the Cadillacs right there, you know, I'll just chill on the porcelain for a hot minute while I have porcelain, you know, and not a porta potty, you know. But there has been times. What's where- the
0: worst? Like, what's the worst one that you've had? Where it's like closest call? <sighs> Did you not? Have, have you ever? Not- I- Dalton's trying to get at this. Have you ever not made it?
1: Oh,
3: yeah. These, these, yeah. Two, these two poop their pants every couple months. They what the make fuck sure- is wrong with you guys? <laughs> they want to
1: make sure that you're
3: also part of that.
1: Family. No. Hey,
0: bro, hey a butt. bad day is a bad day, baby. <laughs>
2: I mean, that's that's definitely fucking bad. What the hell's the matter with you two?
0: Bro, I tried walking <laughs> hey, inside. Hey, Dominic's excuses. you both
1: aren't in Iraq. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, the
2: bathroom's yeah.
1: <laughs> everywhere. <laughs>
3: Literally. But you just said you didn't make it one time.
2: Yeah, yeah. So, um... We were working, um, my teammate, like I was working the tool shack, so like I checked tools out to people, stuff like that while they work in the helicopter. I couldn't leave. My buddy was out doing something, I'm pretty sure he was in the shit or two. And like I was like, dude, I gotta go. I was like, Well, there's a bottle over there. No. But I gotta shit. Shit in the You want fuck? It. I'm going to the goddamn Cadillac, I'm gonna fucking make it there. <laughs> oh. I'm gonna shit on porcelain. And like, I heard, a ho- I felt like a hot fart, dude. It was a hot, one. Oh. Was a hot one, you know? Ah. Like, you don't know if it's wet or hot kind of deal. <laughs> it was nasty. And uh, as soon as I got to the porcelain, like, I dropped down my drawers and I was like, oh, that's disgusting, man. Like, I threw it, out, I threw out my underwear out in the trash can outside <laughs> and stuff. I was like, dude, I hope nobody saw me,
1: man. This is, this is
0: embarrassing, So you though. shoot yourself right into the porta potty Yeah, yeah, I did. But you-, you thought it was just a hot fart. Yeah. But it was, you shoot yourself?
1: Yes. Got yes. it i i've been mistaken before
3: but so even though they're not allowed the tis are not allowed to do as much physical abuse and verbal abuse there's still a lot of emotional degradation
2: oh yeah absolutely
3: which uh which goes pretty well with this chapter i don't know i guess it goes pretty well with mental degradation goes with the chapter of a self-help book
1: yeah Uh, i mean of of of, you're not special like you're no different than the person next to
3: you that's the name of this chapter
1: The name of the chapter is that is You're Not Special. And so an excerpt of this book is that sometime in the 1960s, developing, quote, unquote, high self-esteem, having positive thoughts and feelings about oneself became all the rage in psychology. In the next decade, in the 1970s, self-esteem practices began to be taught to parents. This emphasized by therapists, politicians and teachers and instituted into educational policy. So. How did your experience in boot camp and your time in the Air Force? How did people cuz I feel like the way that we all grew up was very much so our parents were never going to punish us in front of other people and they were always going to fight for us because that's what they felt like they needed to do for their children. But behind closed doors, we all very much knew that we were not the golden child. We were not special. But In today's day and age, there are people out there that get this validation from other platforms like social media, whether that's like their parents being like, sweetie, you are so special. You are like the chosen one. But then sometimes like you go to the military and they break that down. Or even if you're an entrepreneur and you you bring your product to the market, you really quickly realize that you're actually not special you know? Yeah. And, and so did you personally experience that? Did you see people experience that? Like the realization of like, wow, I'm really not that different from everybody else. Yeah.
2: Humility plays a huge part of it. Like while you were talking, I thought nothing of like, just all about humility. You know, the age when you go into military is very important. I realized because like, I was in my my flight with a bunch of like 18, 19 year olds and stuff like that. I was 21 when I joined, you know? Yeah. Like, I experienced what life was like outside before going in. So, like, I already realized, like, you know, I wasn't special. I played a, the worst show of my life to four people. <laughs> um, it's like, oh, dude, there's like a lot of people out there just like me. And, like, there's a few quirks and features about me, but it's like.
1: Yeah, there, there yeah. are those. I feel like there's a clear distinction of. I feel like people get special and unique mixed up a lot. Like people think, oh, I'm special. But special tends to be taken as an attribute about yourself that is so incredibly you that it's once in a lifetime.
2: You have the possibility of being infatuated with yourself, you know, and that builds yourself up so much. Yes. You know, it's like you start becoming outspoken. You start becoming, you know, like way overconfident and stuff like that. And I saw a lot of that in basic. Where people were like, especially with my a bunch of like alpha types in my unit that wanted to be the leader of everything and stuff like that. Want to be in the spotlight, you know? I want to be the bad. I want to be the badass of the badass, you know? And like, you quickly saw, you know, like people were button heads left and right. But the thing is, great leaders come of that. And like, the people who are most calm, most quiet, were taking care of people. Like, I was taking care of people, but I was never a leader in basic. Like, I just made sure my shit was right. I made sure other people had their shit right. I helped people. People helped me.
1: You know, you got to be humble. You got to be the humility has to be on point. But also, I would even argue that, like, that's what a leader is. Yeah. A leader is somebody that's willing to not take the spotlight. A leader is somebody that's willing to, like, quickly give praise to everybody around them and make sure that they've got their shit together. Because, you know, if that your partners to the left and to the right of you got their shit together, the boat's going to float. But if I all I care about is making sure that I'm the sail that gets fucking put up so I can be seen but I haven't taken care of fucking people plugging the holes down in the bottom. The boat's gonna sink. It's appalling to me. It's like, damn, people
2: need to learn these skills that they want to be successful. Mm-hmm. You know
3: Do you think it can be on the other side though, that a lot of times people think that they're above these like retail jobs and above these like
1: the, the jobs that are seen as anybody can do. It takes no specific skill to do it oh yeah i definitely experienced that i used to work at mcdonald's for
2: like a year mm-hmm. and like we've had people quit on the first day just because like i don't be flipping burgers do fuck this shit it's like all right the manager didn't
3: know what they were applying yeah. for yeah yeah dude
2: like <laughs> it's like you know what you're applying for you're applying to mcdonald's You're applying to a fast food place you're applying to like this retail place you gotta start from the bottom and then we can tell like people who have been like grown up it's like you dude you have no humility like like looking back on it now it's like dude How do you expect to like learn anything? How do you expect to like grow in a job to grow in general? You got to like scoop shit to fucking like write office paychecks and stuff like that to people. You
1: know, one of the best things I ever did was right out of college. I'll never forget. Most people like had that last summer before their college where they just spent it with their friends. They all went out and they did things. And like the day after I got the literally the next day I was like working for my dad and I was sweeping parking lots. I was sweeping dirt. And I I tell people all the time, like, I'll go back to that. Like, I I know what it's like to be at the bottom. I don't have a problem with it, you know. And it's not like a – it's not that I'm special, but it's just more of like I understand the work that needs to get in to get to where you're going. And I feel like people that think I'm way too qualified for this job, fuck you you know what i mean like no you're not like you do what you got to do to pay your bills and take care of the people that you care about like you know what i mean you do what you got to do whether that's pushing the broom that's sweeping shit that's working for your family like whatever you don't want to do at the end of the day if you have bills you need to pay people you need to take care of you do whatever it takes even if that's flipping burgers at mcdonald's but i didn't always think that and you know that the way that you know that would that, the way that we grew up, it was very much at the point of like, you're so unique, you're so special, and this and that. And I think that's that's a beautiful thing because like parents think that their children are the just the most beautiful things in the world, and and you know what, for them they are. But in the grand scheme of things, there's probably a lot of people that are like us. Self awareness, you know? exactly. So it's being able to swallow that is rough. But when you are able to swallow that and understand it, that's when you can you can become unique, you can become irreplaceable, you, you can become special, right? But it all starts with that self-awareness and that humility that you were talking about of being like, you know what? I won't be here forever, but I need to be here right now.
3: Yeah. And so you worked at McDonald's, Matt worked at JCPenney's, Don worked at UPS, I was a lifeguard. We've all been there. It's in the environment of the army or, or even with music because music deals with a lot of egos too. How do you think you deal with the people whose self-esteem just cannot be penetrated, and whose sense of entitlement cannot be attacked? They That's just impressive.
0: We
2: had it's... a guy like that actually in my flight, and uh, so the chain of command for like boot camp or whatnot, For at least for Air Force is uh, there's a dorm lead, like a dorm chief who's in charge of all sixty dudes, all fifty something dudes, and then it splits down to four element leaders who are in charge of like twelve dudes at a time, and uh, we had this one guy. Who was like button heads with an element lead, and like they were going back and forth and they almost fought and they were like crying and stuff. I almost
1: said, You guys should fight, but it was like, No, I was like, <laughs> This is not the right time for this. This is not the right time for this. That was the proudest Naya has ever been of you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
2: so I was just watching being a fly in the wall. I was like, oh, I better get back, you know, like people were, they were, they were really, like, it was really tense. And I don't know what they're exactly they were fighting for, but I could tell it's an, definitely an ego thing. And it's like, dude, like everybody has their place, put yourself in yours. Like help the machine work, you know? Mm-hmm. So definitely ego does have a like huge part of it to learn how to lead and, and follow. You need to learn how to follow too, you know. Help each other out. That's all But it's all about. You know, you can't just do the job by yourself. You
3: need yep. need help, you know. But so humility is a very big uh asset? What is it? aspect aspect yeah is a very big thing to have for you yes uh and in in this david you're a fucking dick (laughs) in this society that is very focused on everyone having a purpose and everyone meant or destined to be extraordinary how do you maintain that sense of humility when everything else is telling you that you better fucking be the one you better be the guy
0: it takes uh, a while to differentiate that, though. I,
1: I think that it just comes with being uncomfortable. Like, like working that, under pressure and whatnot? Yeah. Adam like and I, I were talking about this before you guys got here. But there is a guy named David Goggins. And I for whatever reason, I had assumed that everybody knows who this person is. But he's a Navy SEAL. There's a Joe Rogan podcast number. It's 1080. It's so good. And I feel like this is the perfect Incredibles line of that guy who's like, if everybody's extraordinary, nobody is. And it's it's that exact thing. Like, there's no way that all of us are going to be incredibly extraordinary. However, that doesn't mean that we can't make a difference. And I feel like people get that mixed up all the time. I feel like if people don't think that they are the next Elon Musk or the Mark Zuckerberg or, you know, like they feel like they can't make a difference. But that's not true because – I have been able to make a difference in the small changes in as being a coach like Natalie. I work with her all the time on like building her confidence, you know, like you don't need the band to do your fucking pull-ups, Natalie. But it's like those small interactions, like it's your day-to-day life. It's the people that you talk to on a daily basis that you can speak life into, you can give encouragement to. Those are the interactions that mean the most because they're going to make the most impact. But I think that we all think we're special, and I think that our parents want us to think that because they all want to have the next Elon Musk, but we're not. And I think that beautiful that we're not because, like, I don't know, listening to Elon Musk talk, his brain sounds like fucking torture. But it doesn't mean that we can't make an impact. It doesn't make us any less significant. And I think that the significance comes from the people that you interact with daily, the people that you can have an impact on, the people that you can change their thought just a little bit to make their life a little bit better. That's where the change comes. That's where your impact comes. I don't think that it has to be the fucking masses. You don't have to stop global warming or or, or anything like that. Like I think that it comes in the, hey, I can change your life a little bit by presenting this idea that I have. I think that's where, like, you can be
3: extraordinary in that moment.
2: I agree, man. Yeah.
3: And so since we have a married man here, (laughs) I think it's perfect to delve into the Sexpert's Corner.
1: All right. You've come to the right place for all your sex questions. All those deep burning desires that you just needed the answers to. You've come to the right place. We've got our Sexpert.
0: He's
4: got
3: answers. and this is a segment where we have the two boys now this week the three boys listen to the internet's problems and give their own expertise advice to this
0: because we are experts well you're, you're the expert. i'm just i'm just a bystander I'm just the married dude.
3: But since we have have the married dude here, we can go into some marriage ones. Oh, fun. So this is an older one. But essentially what happened is the husband wanted to make a big surprise for his wife. So he set up this big romantic dinner, had all of this like food prepared and flowers and stuff like that. But the catch is he wanted to make it super exciting. And so his plan was to pretend like he had no idea what day it was the whole day.
2: It's kind of mind fucky. So, oh,
3: so, so like, so like she woke up, he woke up, didn't say anything. He just got up, got ready, went to work,
4: <laughs> lived
3: his day, you know, didn't send any kind of happy birthday text. If I send. ever did
1: the shit to Monique, she would murder me.
3: And so it comes to the nighttime for this dinner and he's getting ready to surprise her because it's not at their house it's out wherever they go and she is just monumentally pissed and wants nothing to do with him Uh, she starts a fight yep and in there i guess it's not (laughs) i guess it's not the first time that he's forgotten stuff (laughs) and he can't even get out that it's like a big surprise (laughs) and she just like storms off. has
1: he been drinking like why can't he get it out because she's so angry, yeah, she's yelling, she, at she's her. arguing with them and stuff like that. So there's no
0: time for him to speak.
2: Yeah. Yes. Okay.
0: Okay. <laughs> I I I personally never experienced. <laughs> I vibe it. with this so see, hard. The thing
2: is, like, I want to give like advice to this, but I've never forgotten birthdays or anniversaries or anything. So I'm like, fuck, man. Like, I want to give like insight to this, because but because
0: I
1: I would always just like I am always able to be like, yo, give me two seconds and let me explain my side.
3: But so at the point he was posting. He just had this like now cold dinner, big flower set and gift set and an angry wife. So what do you think went wrong? How do you think this could have been avoided? What do you think happens? What do you think needs to happen now? Do
1: you want in life than a quiet house, cold dinner, (laughs) and a flower set? A hard dick. And a hard dick that's going to be taken care of because you forgot the fucking anniversary.
2: Well, he knew the anniversary. He was just playing it off as like... Like he, he like he didn't all, know. As like, he forgot
1: all oh, yeah. day. But, but, I, but, but what is the winning situation when he makes that decision?
2: I think he just missed the sweet spot and went to surprise her.
0: Yes. Like there's there's a moment. And if you can miss it. When? Like if you have when? that moment. After they brush their teeth? like no, 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 no. It's like probably prime time, middle of the day when she's thinking about it.
3: You know what I forgot? What? That was the thing. He's forgotten other things before. Oh. oh, so he's his fucked big up. My plan times. was to pretend like he forgot again and then, boom, surprise.
0: Yeah, that he's
2: doesn't got work this as well. Big
3: giant reveal. Well, no.
2: Homeboy's fucked up then because yeah, he no. has a history of forgetting. Yeah, 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 there's a
1: history he's fucked Unless, babe, I'm sorry. I've never forgotten an anniversary. However, I have forgotten other things. A birthdays. I've got a lot going on. I'm. No, I've never forgotten. A so, birthday. what
0: have you forgotten then? Because now I'm. No. I don't know. Wait, like, for forgot fucking Christmas? what do you forget? <laughs>
1: no, because Monday's birthday is literally the day before Christmas. Okay, so you have your
0: anniversaries, you have your <laughs> no, birthday, you like, Christmas. Like what do you forget? Other like holidays. What, St. Patrick's Day? Like you forgot St. Patrick's Day? How dare you forget? Fuck, our... No, I'm Irish, but <laughs> I love that holiday. No, no.
1: no. <laughs> I mean, I
3: assume probably like performances or like yeah,
1: like like there's been that, certain when occasions. I didn't text you on
3: your test day and you were like I I was expecting a text and I didn't get <laughs> anything. Yes, Fuck you. I, like they like that. Like
1: there's been certain events where I've been like you know it would be would have been great if I Fuck had remembered you, or like you know done X Y and Z. But I've always made up for it and I've always had the opportunity to make up for it. Like. It doesn't sound like I've never had a history of forgetting stuff. However, if I had, I would have known to like make my moment sooner rather than later. Man. But I don't know. Monique's never been one to be like, you forgot it. I'm pissed the rest of the day.
3: What about Naya? Is Naya someone that's really big on holidays and birthdays and stuff like that?
1: Um, She always makes it a
2: really cool thing as far as going to birthdays and stuff. Like for my birthday, like we straight up like went to the store, got cupcakes and candles and stuff like that. I'm like, dude, like 27, you know? Oh,
3: yeah. Um, but but so if if you did that, she's pissed at you. How do, how does that work in your household after that? For whatever reason, you haven't been able to get out yet that. There's a whole second half. There's a surprise that hasn't been addressed yet.
2: And like I've been in the same situation before, but I've actually done the surprise before it went sour, you know? <laughs> like, if you got a plan, make sure you stick to the fucking plan, dude. Like I was able to execute. <laughs> yes. You gotta fucking, you know, you know when your time is right. You gotta do it i've ruined surprises before just because if i knew i went too long with it i knew it was going to go down south so i'm like yo here you go here is what it is it may not be the delivery that i wanted but we're not arguing in flames right now we're not fucking you know going overboard yeah. over with it you know yeah so make sure you know your time when to shine and fucking send it you know
3: so it seems like the general consensus is don't have a track record if you're going to try and run a surprise that uses that track yeah read record. the fucking room pal the second one is as follows. Give me something good. Give me something good. <laughs> the guy, thirty-three, male. I, twenty-eight, female, am seeing. Came in his pants.
0: Wait, 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 wait. wait. Sur- start from the top. I'm sorry, I wasn't listening.
3: This thirty-three-year-old man this shot, came shot, in his shot, pants.
0: Uh-huh. I need David to say it. I understand more when David. How talking.
3: did you not get it the first time I said it?
0: I wasn't. <laughs> I wasn't actually listening. Because
3: he's not extraordinary. I got distracted <laughs> by the blue.
0: Go ahead. By the blue. But I'm looking at this. Go ahead.
3: It is pretty distracting. Stop right? looking at my Smurf porn. The guy, <laughs> thirty-three I'll male.
1: You <laughs> can't bring up Smurf porn. This was like, time.
2: Laugh. <laughs> Do you? Did you really watch Smurf porn? <laughs> you really watched Smurf porn. Yeah. You're nasty. <laughs> you nasty. You <Yes. laughs> nasty. <laughs> it popped him out of nowhere.
0: The Smurfette looked hot as shit. Whoa! What? <laughs> yes. And Papa Smurf. Walked in, but it went from the cartoon to like live
4: action.
0: <laughs> People painted
2: blue and stuff. <laughs> really?
0: Yes. yes. It was the funniest shit. I like I wasn't like masturbating to it. I was just laughing. I was enjoying the whole thing. I was like, What's gonna happen next? Like hey, you
1: know what my favorite thing is? Is reading the comments of Pornhub videos. Oh yes. Dude, it's the best part. Yes.
0: It's, it's so fucking funny.
1: <laughs> Class. It's, class right it's there, a
0: class right there. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, it was like Papa Smurf walked walking Smurf Smurfette masturbating, and then like everything changes. And then i to be like, "Oh, we gotta, we gotta do this hurry before we, what was his name? Galgamir? Gotta fuck, me, fuck me before he comes and gets me again." I'm like oh, okay, so like Papa Smurf fucks her and stuff, and then they get out, and <laughs> it's it's just the he's just a, like a like a porn star dude, just painted in blue and a red cap. <laughs> it's the funniest shit of the world. But yes, I've, I've seen it.
3: Anyway. <laughs> it goes, the guy, 33 male, I, 28 female, am seeing, came in his pants during our first time. He then ran away. No. I don't know how to text that. It was okay. I don't mind.
0: He's 33? What, <laughs> <laughs> what, what physical action came up for him to do that?
3: Okay, so this is a story. The two of them have been seeing each other for a month, and the guy is super introverted. And so he gets pretty anxious about things. And she's the initiator for most of the stuff that they do together. I hate that. So she kissed him first. Uh, she asked him out first, all this stuff. But it's like once she initiates something, it seems like he understands like oh this action is okay and yeah. he'll start doing it on his own then without being so asked so once
0: he once he realizes it's okay he'll do it himself once
3: he's like all right this is consent i'm good now so
0: he's just very careful about the i can relate to that yeah that movement okay yeah
3: so he went to her house the day before Respect. he went to the, her house and and, there. and she was teasing him like sexually throughout the whole dinner So after dinner, just I guess like flirty and fucking yeah, yeah. She just slaps right on the table, (laughs) slapping
0: pussy right on,
3: slapping. Is that how you tease? Just fucking. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, They get to her room, and he sat on the bed. She took off her dress. No, he came. No,
0: first of all, that that must be a compliment. That's a compliment. Yeah, absolutely. Also, and does homeboy not know to masturbate before he goes? absolutely anywhere with a woman <laughs> like that's the first thing I, I don't know is that like a common thing did you, you got a nut that?
2: in the same it's, day when you
0: bang you know yeah yeah it's a common thing you want to last as long as possible you last long.
3: she didn't understand what was happening but when she got it she started smiling and so embarrassed him not laughing at him he was embarrassed but she thought it was hot and she was like oh damn like i'm that hot that i did that to him he just got up from that said sorry and ran out of the apartment that's amazing yeah and she said, it. she said, I couldn't really follow him because he did it so fast.
0: Wow. he, he was so, CrossFit. so he's an athlete.
3: He's an athlete.
0: So fast. He's athletic, man. That's good. That means he's.
3: She tried calling. He just apologized and uh, said he would talk to her tomorrow and Never now to is not talking to her anymore. It's kind of sad. So she wants to like tell him like, yo, it's fine. It's cool. But like not be condescending. I or, feel like further embarrassing. Him.
0: I feel like those like that situation brings a realness to a relationship, though. Like those Is
3: you're saying that's like the first time two people fart in front of each other?
0: Yeah, it's 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 like it's like, oh, I fuck up too. The vulnerability. It's it's very yeah, the vulnerability brings a humility. Sense of, yes, even that. It brings that relationship that one, you guys are probably naked together. So that brings a whole different level. And also two, you legitimately showed your interest in the most physical way possible. And not physical way possible. Like, it's it's funny. It's like, and for like a lot of women, I'm sure they probably think like, oh, that's cute. That's funny. That's weird. You know, but also it's like, you know, he has interest in you now because he just didn't even be inside you to come. You know what I mean? So I think it's cool. I think it brings a vulnerability. I think it helps with establishing a relationship after that. And no matter what, it's like, there's two ways it's going to come out. And also, you know, his way was the first way, you know, ignore and just be embarrassed. Or two,
3: like. I mean, it seemed like there was really only one way it was going to come out.
0: Well, yes, in, in that situation. but the penis. But, but for like the second <laughs> the reason, thing. the second reason was he now has this level of understanding with her where there's this sense of trust, right? The sense of trust is like, oh, you're not going to tell all your friends about that. You actually still want to date me. That brings out a whole different set of yeah, a relationship true, before, right? So you got to think about it on two levels. He went to the first level, but I think he should have reverted to the second level. Because that sense of trust, that sense of, you know, you've seen my most embarrassing thing that I've ever done in my life, and you still want me there. Like, that shows love. That shows a sense of, like, respect towards the other person. And you genuinely
2: want to be around them. Exactly. Like, through the embarrassing moments. Exactly. That's fantastic.
0: Yeah, and homeboy could last longer if he just masturbated before. That's on him. Or but they can still. just practice. Yeah, he just practiced. Fucking apple. <laughs> 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 Fucking. What? what? Explain There's yourself. so many fruits. <laughs>
1: so many fruits.
0: And it's just because we always talk about so kissing many, apples. So, so many softer fruits. Yeah, softer fruits for sure. What fruit would you fuck? If I had a fuck a... <laughs> <laughs> if I had a fuck so a fruit, it would be... I feel like dragon fruit looks really interesting to get into.
3: What? Isn't that literally the sharpest hell? fruit?
0: What? And the inside is squishy. Then The outside is hard. The oh, you, outside like pain, is like huh? you like pain, You like pain. I like the look of pain, but the inside of pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> that
2: face you made when you said that, dude, like I 100% believe it, but I'm like <laughs> off topic. I do have a, uh, with my unit deployed and stuff like that. If you deploy, you get hazed, canonized. Introduce into the unit like kind of secret club or whatnot how did they do that where they uh green feet you so the history of search and rescue of my unit unit's mission and stuff like that um green feet comes from the imprints in vietnam when the search and rescue helicopters were touched down and leave big ass imprints in the grass and fields of vietnam but they call it green feet now they well nowadays what it is is they fuck you up spray paint your feet green up to your knees and press your feet against the board and write your name underneath it and stuff like that. My my feet imprint is still in Iraq. And uh, they beat the cool. shit out of you. Yeah, well, not beat the shit out of me. They, I mean, I got fucked up trying to wrestle people off of me, but there's like so many people on me. There's like six or seven dudes just wrestling me down. They zip tie me up and stuff like that. And uh, they fucked with me for a it little be, bit.
0: It'd be hot in different situations with a girl, but like <laughs> yeah, with a bunch no, of guys, I feel no, like it's they, very different. They
2: put some weird shit on me, man. I had, uh, <laughs> They gave me shit for being Mexican, so they put a burrito in my underwear. <laughs> Hell my, yeah! me look have a giant
1: dick. I love it.
2: No, in my butt. All right, a little different, a little How different. Uh, they put coffee grounds in my hair and all over me, so I was taking out coffee grounds for like the next like month and a half. And so
0: you don't really wash your hair that well, do you? I do. I oh. fucking
2: do. <laughs> coffee grounds are so hard to get out of your goddamn
0: hair. I, I, I believe that.
1: I believe that. Oh my
2: god! I believe it. I believe it. I'm Joke just on them. They yeah. just
1: made my hair thicker. <laughs>
4: <laughs> painted, yeah, your skin. like
2: a happy face on my belly with like, dude, like this paint is not regular paint. This is enamel, hard coated fucking paint. So like, I still have green paint on my cr- other pair of Crocs,
4: <laughs> <laughs>
2: like back home. It ruined a uniform of mine because I was wearing my uniform at the time. I didn't know they were going to get
1: me, but they got me. I thought I just would have started throwing punches. But
2: the thing is, like being greenfeeted, that means you know, like you're part of the unit. They like uh, you try. Yeah, it's like an like, acceptance thing. Yeah, so it's uh. not really hazing; it's more so an acceptance into the unit and stuff. I was like, okay,
3: initiation. Cool. You
1: were
0: smiling yeah. when you were getting beat up. You're happy,
2: in a way. Yeah. Okay. But I'm still gonna wrestle them. Because up, up, you up.
0: Know? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, you're, and you, you knew you're like, I'm gonna have a burrito after this. I'm gonna.
1: Uh, <laughs> 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 I'm, I'm just gonna cut off the top part. That's yeah. be fucking great. And you can't great.
2: partake in green feeding, green feeding, unless you're already green fed.ed
1: All right. If you made it this far into our podcast, thank you so much. We really, really do appreciate your time.
0: Yeah, we do, guys.
1: And as always, <laughs> you can follow us on any of our social media platforms at Drum Podcast
0: at drum podcast and
1: if you think that you would really enjoy the content that our cousin is putting out dom where could they find you at dom dom nine three (laughs) there you go dom 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 underscore
0: dom nine three yo i do not know
1: just look on the drum drummer podcast it's it's all right there there'll be a post coming out when there'll be a post coming out so Just go ahead and follow him. We are ordering our t-shirts this week, so get your last-minute orders in so we can make sure you guys get your shirts. Send us your size and quantity to whichever platform you follow us on, whether that is- Your size,
0: your quantity, and he or thou she.
1: I don't really think that matters, but go ahead and send
0: that. That is right. It's unisex. unisex. Oh, it's unisex? Oh. Oh, never mind.
4: (laughs) Straight (laughs) (laughs) from the sands of Egypt underneath the Pyramid of Giza. Hey, hey,
0: did you hear that? (laughs) What?
2: Straight from the sands of Egypt, underneath the pyramid of Giza. That's where the come from. <laughs> I got you. That was such a great you line. It, dude. That's like how that? you know. Yes. He's a, that's how you know he's a listener. Yes. I so love
1: you. go ahead and send us the sizes and the quantities that you want, as well as sending as well, as, well as sending twenty dollars to my Venmo at Matt Drum, and we will make sure that we get that to you guys um, very soon. Um, but until then, we will see you guys next week. I'm Drum,
0: and I. I am Drummer. And I am
2: Bob Bagnall. <laughs> <laughs>
1: and we will see you guys next week. Until then, bye. 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 I love it because you know Dominic's just heard us like. Interact with like David, and he's like, I can't wait to do that.
4: Yeah.
0: <laughs> I'm so excited you're here. Yeah, when do you guys have this me. conversation?
2: He texted me. Yo, yeah, I texted him, like, yo, I can't finally get to meet fucking D Rock Loves the Party. This yeah. is literally word for word. Really? Guy? yeah <laughs> He's all matt Can I
1: come to the podcast tonight?